1: Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I am Samuel Mann in Soyers Bay, Dunedin, and I am today joined by Dina Bookbinder-Oren.
0: Hi, Sam. Thank you so much for inviting me. Such an honor.
1: <laughs> That's fantastic to have you here. You're in New York.
0: Yes, I am in New York at the moment, and Missing New Zealand a lot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So how has your bubble life been?
0: Well, it's been quite interesting if you consider all the interactions uh, in the two-dimensional world. And it's been interesting because I I do feel connected with, with the world around, even... Maybe more so than never before, because we are all undergoing the same challenges or very similar challenges and 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 I've been very fortunate to to have my kids uh, go to school I'm very very much aware of the fact that uh, it's it's not not at all like that for most people so i'm I'm very grateful and uh, living up to that gratefulness as much as I can um, and and really focusing my energy and my time on on continuing to make this world a better place.
1: So, people that don't know, you run Education for Sharing. Tell us about, yeah. that.
0: Tell us about that. Yes, it's a, a really exciting and humbling experience uh, that I've had the, the privilege to, to have in this life uh, 13 years ago. Uh, when I was 24 years old, I founded together with a friend this organization called Education for Sharing. And our mission is to form better global citizens through the power of play. And so, so we started in Mexico, and from Mexico originally. And soon enough, we realized that this is a methodology that is for everyone, which is its, its main beauty. Um, it knows no boundaries or uh, no cultural or religious or any other kind of boundary. It's through play, which is a universal language. And we work with teachers from all walks of life, with parents, with students. And and we have had this honor of working with 1.3 million children, teachers, parents in these 13 years. Um, and, and now we, we have replicated our methodology in eight countries. And among them, I'm, I'm very, very proud and, and just grateful to say that New Zealand is one of them
1: and the value of play
0: why play why play I love that question Um, well play is for one even if we forgot about it as adults is is a very, very powerful channel to reach our deepest fibers it helps us to move not only physically but also emotionally at many levels, and play is, a, is the most marvelous and powerful vehicle that I know to, to really bring about the, the notion of sharing, like how can we learn about, about sharing. And if by any chance uh, someone thinks that sharing is not as important or, uh, or as urgent in these times, and I wonder like what would happen if if we had the vaccine and we didn't share it right so just if even if you think about the everyday life, which is very pleasant and and just makes life easier to share, but if we also think about the biggest challenges in the world, also known as the sustainable development goals from the u n like what would happen if we if we don't learn to share and I think um, we, we still have a long way to go as, as, a, as humankind. That's why play, play is, a, is a way in, a, in many senses. No? Play helps us connect and, and get our, our feet back on the ground uh, and to, to learn about very abstract issues in a, in a fun, engaging, healthy, inclusive way, not, not through the threat or, or fear, Saying like if you don't learn this, then this and that. It's more like like a, a way that that really makes sense that that you can understand. Why do you care? So play play is what we use. It's a play, reflect, and take action methodology.
1: And why is it sharing? Because you, you said you said global citizenship and sustainability. Yes. Why sharing?
0: Well, sharing because ultimately, I mean, if you think about it. These sustainable development goals from the UN, very, they sound very, very fancy, very uh, like so huge, right? So al- almost too far away. And but sharing will will allow us really to to bring about an, a notion of why we care and what can we do about these issues from from where we are today, and and understand that we also care about others and that we need to we need to play a role we have a role to play that's that's why and and if imagine if we learned really if we knew how to share as a a humankind would this world the same do you think there would be a one percent of uh, of of people that can can have access to anything and, and the rest can't i mean it's just a matter of um, of bringing bringing and, and a real sense of caring for others and and for distributing not only wealth, I mean, but everything in a in a more equitable manner, more in a, in a fair way.
1: Let's have some songs today that are playful. Let's start with Otis Turner, "Do the Funky Donkey." I did get funky, don't a
0: song!
2: Yeah.
1: As you are saying, there's an awful lot of kids not at school. Have you been able to rework some of your material and activities into things that they can be doing at home? Oh, yes.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, this pandemic shook us all and we had to reimagine and re- uh, re- shift our, our current um, offer for schools and and for education communities so soon enough we we started um adapting our our contents and our activity so that families and teachers could use them at home Uh, to also to bring about a, a a more peaceful environment at home i mean confinement is is really tough and sometimes even parents who are very playful don't necessarily know what to do all day, every day with their, with their kids while they have to work, while they have to juggle all the rest. And so it, it really came handy. We, we were so surprised that these activities that we shared, and we were doing tutorials and games and experiments and all sorts of, of really fun and hands-on activities, and we were able to reach 2.7 million people uh, just in in, four, in the first four months of the pandemic. Um, and so, so we also realized that. I mean, this sounds very naive, but we realized that uh, the two-dimensional world is actually a really, a really good way to give access to to other people in other geographies uh, on on the kind of games that we that we share.
1: So what sort of things have you had people doing? So, so if we take a step back, perhaps to the, the the normal things, what sort of activities do you get people to do to play to be better global citizens?
0: Yeah. So, for example, with the Ministry of Education in Mexico, we offer them to create the the game or the games to come back from, uh, from school, to come back to school from home and we we created a very simple game for children to take personal and collective agency so that when when they return to to school it's not like teachers will also have to deal with hey uh, please get get a little bit away from your from your peers and like that they have to get into trouble with with the kids for them to to apply the sanitary Precautions, and so we want children, and to help teachers to implement these these sanitary protocols, right? So, for example, there is a a really fun game where we learn different movements, uh, like healthy distance, and you open your arms, and then we wash your hands, and you you go like you do the movements, and you wash your hands, and then you, uh, you 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 sort of um, sneeze on your elbow and we have six movements and then you have to coordinate your movements with what you're hearing and like not touching your face and sneezing in your elbow. and So it's really fun, it's very simple, that's the beauty of it. But this is like an invitation for children to, to take in their own hands the responsibility and also to, to feel uh, like they have something to share with others and to do it all together to take care of of the community, so that's an example of of a game. And this game, for example, in Mexico, will reach 30 million children, uh, and and so so it's it's really fun. I mean, it's it's really fun. We're doing, for example, a a, a book full booklet or a toolkit full of games to address the 2030 agenda for the for the Mexican government as well and and it's really fun because usually we all think about these global challenges as something uh, so abstract and far away and then when you play you realize that they are something that that matters to all of us and that we can there's always something we can do and so so that's the kind of activities
1: and to do it in a a positive way that, yeah. it, that it's, it's it's not about the, you know the the sdgs if if you if you think about why we have the sdgs it's you know alleviate poverty is because we have poverty but it's not about exactly. focusing on the negative it's about you know doing positive things
0: uh, absolutely uh, absolutely for instance even the uh, eradicating extreme poverty when we when we're working with with schools uh what the focus is on how can you n- not create so much waste no of food or how can you really be a more a more um, more empathetic uh, citizen where where you realize that what you eat and what you don't eat also ha- matters for other people so, so, yes, absolutely, it's focusing always on the positive, on what is it that we can do and how are we going to do it, what kind of ideas come up from from children, and they always bring just fascinating, uh, really inspiring ideas.
1: Moira, my colleague, is doing her doctorate on uh, working with communities to help people have those sorts of positive um, you know, the ability to have a positive vision is something which we almost have trained out of us by school. That it's, <laughs> exactly. it's, you know, this is this is something which we know how to do when we're five and six. But by the time we get to 13, it's, we've just, you know, we've decided that we're going to be a an accountant, and that's what we're doing.
0: Absolutely. And even, I mean, if you think about it, as human beings, we're always on the, on a quest for purpose, right? Like, what gives meaning to our life, and ultimately, I mean, I can be wrong, but ultimately, I, I, I have learned over and over again that we, all of us, we want to, we want to serve for the for the for for the betterment of of others and the world, and for others to have a, a better life and to be happy, you know, and and that's. I think that's also very, very related to the kind of future that we that it awaits us. I think the more we learn our purpose, and the more we're connected to our purpose and what makes us, uh, what makes our heart tick and beat, then the the closer we are to to conquering the challenges that we will keep on uh, on finding.
1: Most games, at least most games that adults play, are very competitive, and it's about the winner. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That doesn't seem to... Those don't necessarily equate with notions of sharing and and collaboration. Do you have a a collaborative focus?
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, And that's key. I think that's uh, that's key, some... Our games are collaborative, cooperative games, which means when you win, we all win. And and so, for for example, to to reach an objective, it's it's really a a, a team effort. No? it's a team game. So so that you're you always thinking. And, and we play some games. For example, we have the the dance of global warming game. Where it's very evident you have a circle in the many circles on on the floor, which can be represented by a hula hoop or even with a chalk you you will draw a circle and then you imagine a picture where you see children are carrying each other why Why are they carrying each other because in the in the first instance you play on your own right your're your own player and you have to make sure that you get your island to stand on. But then we play again, and you have a partner, you're you're holding someone, someone else's hand, and when you hold someone else's hand, you're not worried only about yourself, you're not only worried about the person you're holding the hand with, you're also worried about the other couples, which makes a huge difference. And for us to really take care of or, or care about something is not so imagine the difference of a teacher saying, "Okay, kids, so please take care of the environment." Imagine that versus saying compared to saying, "Okay, having having an experience, a uh, a real experience that informs the way that you feel and you think like like a game like the Dance of Global Warming where you literally suddenly don't have where to put your feet because your island is gone no the level of yes of, of, of experience
1: and how do you make the you talked before about oh, I play reflect act how do you make the transition to those next stages the, the reflect and the act without sort of bringing the kids back down to earth with a big thump yeah you were having fun but now we're going to bring you back to a classroom and be boring how, how do you do yeah. that bit
0: I love your your question so so we we play and imagine Sam that you were the doctor of the uh, one of the doctors of the game or any other role you played so the the questions we we ask them to make a circle of reflection after the game. It's always a circle of reflection that's how it's called and and we will ask children literally like generative questions meaning we want them to come up with their own reflections on what was their experience during the game. So we will refer a lot to what happened in the game. So the teacher or the facilitator need, needs to be super like a good observer to to tap into this kind of experiences. So for example, I'll say, oh, Sam, what happened when you, you ran out of, of vaccines? And Sam will say like, well, I was super worried because my community was kept on, on going outside of the of, of of the game, they kept on on getting sick, and and so on. So we really tap into the experience of the game. That's why the game is so powerful, because it's not a, a situation where we will say, okay, this is what you need to do, or you need to think about this. It's more about really understanding what happened, if there was teamwork, if there was fair play, if there was respect or not, and how did you leave that empathy, and what is this Game about ultimately is it about prevention? Is, is it about uh, inclusion? Is it about and always on the positive side, no? And what can you do about this? What what ideas come to mind after playing this? If you already know what was the game about and what really mattered to you during the game, what would be your your ideas to do from your community from today? So children come up with these ideas of a health campaign or a a theatre play on gender equality or whatever it is.
1: And talking about play, let's play Ooh. Tahu, let's play Tahu Mackenzie.
3: Bubble sprite of the forest of Oroconooi, Dinidin's favourite
4: goddess, Tahu Mackenzie hope you're all having the best day beautiful superstars in your beloved universes and i really hope wherever you are whatever's happening around you your sense of wonder at who you are your sense of self your sense of the triumph of nature so you are, is growing day by day and you can appreciate all the ways that you're making things better connected to all life in an infinite open, contributing your unique and precious skills to an ongoing process of co-evolution thank you so I've had a very exciting day, and of course I've been really looking forward to talking to you about it. Thank you for having me for these five minutes each day. It's really wonderful for me. So as we know, just before lockdown, the day before lockdown, I was able to get six beautiful hey hey beautiful hens, and they live with me at the whole mansion in their own free roaming paradise, Hey Hey HQ, and. Mahuika, goddess of fire, who has multiple gingery, fiery markings and is the most dignified leader, has become very clucky. And so for the last several days, she has been sitting on a huge pile of eggs and refusing to move. I can completely understand, and I've been bringing her food and water into her house, and her sisters have been checking on her and everything. And very excitingly... I have been able to procure some fertile eggs for her, eight fertile eggs. And some of them are blue, are some of them are speckled, Welshman's. I'll find out all the proper names for you tomorrow, but it's very exciting. And so I'm very grateful for this opportunity. And I had the exciting experience today of attempting to do this egg transfer without being pecked. And previously, Mahuika had pecked me when I tried to, you know, move her a little bit. So this time I talked to her at great length about what was going to happen. I showed her the other eggs and I carefully started tucking the eggs underneath her gently. And she seemed happy, she didn't seem upset or feeling put upon. And so I was able to gently move her and she was sitting on about 20 eggs which is just incredible. And so I reclaimed all these eggs and thanked her for her cooperation and gave her these eight fertile eggs, which is really, really exciting. And in 21 days, hopefully, we'll have this beautiful group of babies being born at HQ. And some of them may be boys, in which case they will have to go to a rural paradise. Some of them will stay with me, I hope, and some of them will go to the amazing wasp woman, Dr. Jenny Yant, who's an amazing scientist who I know, whose wonderful father came over from the States and built a beautiful hen house for her. So all of this is very exciting. And of course, the other thing that happened for me today is I did a big tidy up of the house. And again, this has helped me to have a sense of reclaiming my space in the mansion, and making way for new things to come into my life. So I really hope that for you, whatever's happening around you, you're able to put things in place so that you feel your space is supportive to you and whatever new projects you are nurturing like mahuika the beautiful hey hey whether it's fertile eggs or indeed products or projects new ideas new creative enterprises new ways of being seeing doing feeling you will be inspiring everybody around you to know that they can do more
1: than they had thought possible before. So thank you and i look forward to talking to you tomorrow.
4: Kakiti.
1: You're listening to Blowing Bubbles. I'm with Dinah Bookbinder Oren from Education for Sharing, who has just won a major award. The is it called the WISE Award?
0: Yes, the WISE Awards from Qatar Foundation.
1: Congratulations!
0: Uh, thank you so much. What yeah. does that
1: mean? Is there a is there a big ceremony?
0: Is yeah, it a, an online ceremony? A, this year it will be online. Usually it's every year in Qatar. I've been in this Qatar. Uh, it's a World Innovation Summit for Education, and it's it's a really crazy summit with two thousand people. All over, from all over the world, from all walks of life, like people from the academic sector, the governments, other NGOs, uh, like really all, all kinds of, um, of sectors from society. And this is, a, we are very humbled, um, they choose, they select six, um, the most in innovative education projects around the world every year. And this is the well. This is the first time they they select a Mexican-born organization. We we were born in Mexico. Now we're global, but but we're really really uh, proud to to be a part of this community and and it just to to continue being inspired by by, by what uh, our colleagues are are doing as well and and really that's and sharing. No, this is, this is the the whole key.
1: So you said you're a, a a global organization you you have people scattered around. how is that because normally you yes. do fly around a bit to see those people and and to work on programs in different countries. are you doing all that from New York?
0: Well, our headquarters are in Mexico and I'm based in New York but we we do have a, a teams in different countries we are we have five legal chapters and so one is in Mexico, the other ones in Guatemala, Argentina, the US, and New Zealand. We do have a, a legal entity in New Zealand, and we trained our first school. They came to Mexico. The, uh, some teachers from White Hope High School in Invercargill flew to Mexico, and we were just beyond delighted to, to have them, and we fell in love with each other. Uh, and and they really really saw the the sense i would love if possible for you to invite them to your uh, to your show one day that would be amazing because they they could give firsthand their impressions and and their their thoughts they were absolutely fantastic and just when they were about to start the implementation of education for sharing in their school the pandemic hit I, I was in New Zealand up until I think February fifteenth, <laughs> and and so I barely, yes, uh, I I went to Waihopai and we were all ready to go, but but I think we will still continue as as soon as things get a little bit uh, more stable, and and hopefully I mean our dream is to share this methodology with every school every education community in, in New Zealand. And and to continue learning from the amazing things that that schools in in Aotearoa are, are doing.
1: How's New York doing? Because New York it was it was pretty tough in New York in March and April. Is it doing all right now?
0: Yes, I think. Um, well, in the beginning, it was the epicenter of of the pandemic, pretty much. So it was very scary. Right now, children are going to school in a uh, in a mixed schedule, meaning they don't go every day. They they have very few kids in the in the classrooms, and and now it's getting. I mean, if you go out to the street, you'll see lots of people having uh, lunch and dinner in the restaurants, and it's it's almost like a, a really nice. Uh, environment however the the second spike will uh, eventually hit everywhere so we need to uh, just to continue being super serious about prevention and, and really taking care of each other
1: that taking care of each other maybe you need to get the adults to be playing your games
0: absolutely Sam. yeah well said. Thank you for, for saying that. We believe that, I mean, we have seen it. It's not just like an idea that it would be nice. I mean, We, we have seen how powerful it, it, it is when, when adults play. Like, there is a, a teacher. I, I, I love this kind of anecdotes that, that we have. Uh, there is a, a teacher that before our teacher training uh, told us like, hey, but what are you going to teach me? I have forty years of of teaching, you know and what and through play. And so we said, please just give us a chance uh, and and guess what? after the training, this teacher and we have him on recording, we have the, his testimony recorded. He said, and sharing is recreating the whole sense of humans. And um, so he, it was very poetic. I don't know if I'm translating it properly. This is a teacher from a public school in the middle of Mexico, but it was so inspirational to see. And teachers, I mean, have created all sorts of cheers, like really fun cheers on on what what it gives them and what it, what it means to them. Like for example, they say they change their chip. Uh, so so it's really very powerful and meaningful and we should all, we, we wish for a world where adults keep on playing, you know, the bonobos and the chimpanzees, this is a fascinating example of how societies can really uh, develop in a different way when, for example, bonobos play and share when they are chil- like infants but also uh, along their life and chimpanzees only play or mainly play uh, in their young years and they have more much more rigid structures and more uh, like a lot less of sharing so I, I love that uh, comparison I I learned about recently uh, and and it's fascinating so it's up to us to embrace this evolutionary gift to and to learn from our um, from our cousins the bonobos and, and to choose what kind of uh, what who do we want to look like more the bonobos or the chimpanzees
1: so you didn't know that the song that i had lined up right now is from the jungle book i want to be like you
0: Whoa! i love that song we're so connected Sam.
2: Us. Oh, the jungle VIP. I've reached the top and had to stop and that's what's bothering me. I want to be a man, man cop and stroll right into town and be just like the other men. I'm tired of walking around. Oh, I want to be like you. I want to walk like you. Jeep. Talk like you. You'll see it's true. shoo doo and they black like me. I made a deal with you. What I desire is man's red fire to make my dream come true. Now give me the secret man cub. Come on, clue me what to do. Give me the power of man's red flower so I can be like you. (laughs)
0: Kumi loves that song.
1: <laughs> we have seen lots of changes in society over the last few months. What do you think is going to stick and what do you hope will stick?
0: I think, uh, you know, this is a huge lesson, the pandemic of pandemics. It's not only the COVID-19, but also the racial injustice and, and so much more. Uh, I think we are learning to that we are interconnected and that we are deeply so interconnected. We have more. I'm sorry. No, very loud. <laughs> okay. Now she's laughing, finally. Okay. We, I, I think we're learning a lot about this pandemic of pandemics. It's not just the COVID 19, it's also the, the racial justice and, and so many others that, that we have uh, learned about. And so, I really hope that the interconnectedness that has been made so evident sticks, the interconnectedness, the, the need to care for each other, and the effect that what we do here now will have in others everywhere, and i hope I hope that some of the practices that that we have had to cut, like flying on airplanes so much uh, really really has an effect uh, on, on people's uh, practices because we have learned that it's not necessary to to fly so much um, and and that this really has an impact on the environment. As well, I think, some of the practices, I think the, the plastics, the use of plastics have, have been dramatically uh, revamped, and so that's also something to, to notice, because of sanitary reasons, no? uh, the, the use of plastics have, uh, have come back to the, to the scene, so we need to, to be mindful of, of those. I would like to make a recap I'm doing a recap with with some friends exactly on the kind of proposal that that we would like to see uh, stick and what, what we're learning not to do more of
1: So there's some things that that you're talking about that aren't as easy to respond to as the the pandemic and I'm thinking about things like climate change and and social equity what do you think we can learn from how we have responded for those bigger questions the intergenerational questions I mean that the pandemic is something which we had to respond to because it was right in our faces and it was sort of it was really obvious and it was kind of obvious what we had to do as well well in most countries it was obvious what we had to do maybe not in yours but for, for for other things like climate change it doesn't start next tuesday it's been ramping up slowly and we kind of like so slowly we haven't noticed
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the changes that we're being required to do are more fundamental it's not just stay at home in your house and and you know just hunker down and have a bit of a holiday for a few for a few weeks it's fundamental changes about how we consume stuff. So I just <laughs> wonder if the, what we can take from how we've responded for those sorts of questions.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we we are seeing in front of our our very eyes the the impact that that can have. For example. If- even something as obvious as you say as, as flying less, no, what happens and and the and the economic uh, catastrophe that that could mean if we don't have more creative ways of um, of responding to, to to challenges like this. I think this really means that we need to get creative and and come up with a a whole different structure of, of doing things because the the planet won't won't uh, resist us continuing the way we we have been so far and also economically we can't afford to to have so many behind um, and, and we need to it it's, it's not I, I don't think the future will be like okay just uh, go to school to get a job it will be about uh, go, to a, go to school, hopefully a, a different kind of education that we've not until so far and and find some, some proposals of, of something completely out of the box to offer to the world.
1: I have some questions to end the show with and we have to be quick. What is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years?
0: Uh, learning from... From teachers and and bringing back their learnings to to our methodology to keep on sharing with more teachers.
1: So we're writing a book of these conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes. It's our team of people doing good work. So you are in our team. What is the superpower that's got you into our mansion?
0: Keep on playing. Keep on playing while being an adult. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you consider yourself to be an activist?
0: Yes. What for? For play. For play in every stage of life. For the world to to be a better place.
1: So what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning?
0: Children and their possibilities, their questions, their smiles, their eyes glowing when they are playing.
1: And what challenge are you looking forward to in the next year or so?
0: I'm looking forward to to discovering together with teachers how can most of the teachers feel playful. While teaching online, like migrating to the online world in a playful way, where they feel like really comfortable and 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 confident. And also, I'm looking forward to uh, how to distribute the vaccine when it's ready, and and to to share with people that it's that it's important to get vaccinated. I, I hear that there's a huge percentage of people in the, in the world that won't want to be vaccinated. So I think we can make lots of uh, games to, to share with those people why, to, why it's important to shift their, their perspective on that one.
1: And lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners?
0: I think I'll sound repetitive, but keep on playing and by playing you will be trained in sharing and and keep on yes keep on playing no matter what how old you are uh, your age your age is, is completely beyond your playfulness
1: thank you very much for that thank you very much for joining us we look forward to joining you online to see you get your award online that's they, next week, isn't it? Can. 28th of October. We shall find the link to that and put it online.
0: Yes, please, please do join us. It will be like a very meaningful event. And you can learn also about the other initiatives that that are selected as winners. We're very proud of them. And and thank you so much for, for your time, Sam, and to your audience.
1: We've had the Funky Donkey. Let's go out to Craig Smith's Wonky Donkey. Oh.
3: I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey How only had three legs He was a wonky donkey Wonky donkey Wonky donkey, yeah I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey, hee I only had three legs and one eye. Hey, was he was a winky-wonky donkey, winky-wonky donkey, winky-wonky donkey. I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey, hee how I only had three legs and one eye and he liked to listen to country music. yee He was a honky-tonky-winky-wonky-donkey Honky-tonky-winky-wonky-donkey I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey How? only had three legs and one eye like this kind of music And he was quite tall and slim He was a lanky honky tonky winky wonky donkey lanky honky tonky winky wonky donkey I was walking down the road, and I saw a donkey, hey-how. And only had three legs, and one I Like This country music is quite tall and slim, and he smelled really, really bad. He was a stinky, dinky, lanky, honky, tonky, winky, wonky, donkey. Stinky, dinky, lanky, honky, tonky, winky, wonky, donkey. I was walking down the road, and I saw a donkey, hey-how. It only had three legs, one I like this kind of music it was quite gonna slimy smelled really bad, and that morning he got up early and he hadn't had any coffee. He was a Cranky, stinky, dinky, lanky, honky, donkey, winky, wonky, donkey. Cranky, stinky, dinky, lanky, honky, donkey, winky, wonky, donkey. I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey, he only had three legs, one I like this kind of music is quite tall and slim. mad, really bad. He got up in the morning, and he hadn't had any coffee, and he was always getting up to mischief. He was a hanky-panky-cranky-stinky-dinky-lanky-honky-tonky-winky-wonky-donkey. Hanky-panky-cranky-stinky-dinky-lanky-honky-tonky-winky-wonky-donkey. I was walking down the road, and I saw a donkey, he how. And he had three legs and one eye. I like this kind of music. It was quite telling, Slim. He smelled really bad. He got up in the morning and he had any coffee. He was always getting up to mischief. But he was quite good looking. Hmm. He was a spunky, hanky, panky, cranky, stinky, dinky, lanky, honky, donkey, winky, wonky, donkey. Spunky, hanky, panky, cranky, stinky, dinky, lanky, honky, donkey, winky, wonky, donkey. I was walking down the road and I saw a donkey. Hey
1: you've been listening to blowing bubbles positive conversations with people in their bubbles their safe spaces around the world brought to you by the sustainable lens team which is brought to you by otago polytechnic we're broadcast on otago access radio every weekday afternoon at three and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz you can find us on facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts we had a contribution today from Tahu McKenzie. I'm Samuel Mann in Soyuz Bay, Dunedin, and I've been joined today from New York by Adina Bookbinder-Oron. We hope you enjoyed the show.
0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.